Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with David Baker, VP of IT at St. Joseph Health. In this segment, Baker talks about his team's focus on engaging end-users and solving problems before they surface, how they're harnessing the power of social networking to improve communication among the staff, and the soft approach he used to sell the board on a tough concept. And is that where you would... Um, just get ideas for things like, you know, talking about, about Uniprint and, uh, you know, issues with printing, just going through focus groups and things like that and saying, like you said before, you know, what do you want to see improved? Like kind of taking that angle? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I encourage all of our, I mean, our teams, we have, we have like operational um, IT managers at the hospitals who are, their, their remit is to engage the end user. Our, our, our big drive this year is making IT personal and working out how do we get to the customer before the customer calls the, the service desk? So uh, I, I think the traditional model was everything centralized, and I think that's great from a technology standards uh, point of view, you know, in the application layer and the, and the way we serve up, um, the way we serve up the operating system essentially is, is a great model being centralized, but it's such a fast-paced and um, a business out on the hospital floor. I mean, we work with, Every day is about what we would call sacred encounters, right? How do we how do we have those special interactions with patients, and how do we make it um, you know a, a dignified and, and hopefully fantastic experience? And in sometimes you know what's not what not what's not always a great situation, I guess, in, in healthcare and why you're in the hospital. So for us, if we can make the doctors' lives easier and the nurses' lives easier, that's that's really my uh, my mantra: is get in front of those guys, speak to them if they have time, see how they're doing. How's your day? Our, our best interactions are those personal ones where you know the nurse the nurse would would call one of our engineers as they were walking through on you know rounding and say hey this is really not working for me can, can you help it out I, I, I always say to people you know people before tickets get in there and see how we can help our folks proactively rather than reactively right so you you talked about there being you know very uh, like entrepreneurial spirit there and um, Another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, was the Staff Hub initiative and kind of how how something like this came about and kind of how it speaks to you know the way that that you do things at St. Joseph. So if you could first talk a little bit about what it is. Yeah. So you want me to talk about Staff Hub first, or I guess the process between uh, around getting behind a project like that. I guess just first give a little bit of an overview of what it is for for those who aren't okay. Familiar. So so Staff Hub was really uh, an interesting space, I think, because it, it's collaboration, I guess, was the main word that was the reoccurring theme was, hey, we have staff across geographic borders, essentially, and there are these boundaries, there are these silos. We want to communicate to the company as a whole and bring, bring um, you know, workers between the regions together that may not have otherwise had the opportunity to engage. So. We're really moving. We're at a pivotal point, I think, where these traditional you know, intranet sites are kind of stale and, and static. They're just informational pages, if you like. Think of it like the yellow pages. Um, and, and we're moving into this very um, robust uh, you know, knowledge model where people can share and interact with each other. So think of it like, I guess, Facebook for business. So there's these social networks that are emerging, and we know how powerful they are. So. We'd have several conversations around um, the cost of supporting the Microsoft licensing that, um, that went into our intranet site. So essentially, you know, a series of, 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 of built-out SharePoint um, silos. 
and people use them as a glorified file repository essentially so we went through you know out of the thousands of licenses that we that we had um, there were only 200 regular users on SharePoint across a business that supports you know 25,000 users it's pretty uh, it's pretty minimal and of those 200 there were probably only about five power users that supported various groups so I looked at the savings that we could achieve through the through you know moving out that Microsoft stack and I was looking for a progressive company um, in the in, a, in that community space in that collaboration space and you know Salesforce just kept just kept reoccurring um, and, and, and being brought up in conversations that we had. So it's very hard, I think, to roll out a product um, and make people go to it. It needs to be a it needs to be a product that the people want to see. So we're still green in the deployment, but we, we've had a really successful deployment around um, Staff Hub, which is essentially our new intranet. So I call it the you know the modern day intranet. So. It's constantly evolving and being updated, but where we're at, at the moment is we have a platform uh, now where users can uh, can interact and collaborate on files and conversation and access you know regular regular pieces of information that are critical to them like payroll, um, you know canteen menus, just all the stuff you kind of take for granted, um, and and it's sometimes tricky to find in that traditional uh, you know file file transfer print FTP like site. Um, so it's been it's been really good. We we started off with a deployment there of saying, hey, we're going to open this up to 50 people to see if it would work in a pilot, and it spread within six weeks to it was just under 4,000 people. We went nuts internally, so which was just it was phenomenal to see because by almost telling people you can't have it yet, it's not ready, but leaving it open, people just couldn't help but uh, but jump on there. So. That was uh, we knew that it was going to be pretty successful after after that initial release. Um, I think now we understand. You know, we're not naive to understand that people are just going to go there to you know chat between themselves and waste time. We've got to drive value and content, and we're really making it a central uh, a central resource for staff members to jump in on and um, and find information and application links as well as uh, you know applications coded on the platform that are going to help them go about their day and their workflow. So it's interesting. I think we've had lots of success with it, but we're really at the, um, we're at a pivotal point where we're about to take it further. So I think that's exciting. Yeah. Now, was it a challenge just in, in selling this concept, especially when you talk, when you use words like social media, I think that some people associate that with things that are just, you know, just for fun like Facebook. So was there a challenge at all in selling this? Oh yeah, yeah. This was. I mean, we had to. So the savings helped, but we knew. The beauty of this is there were so many people that have, have failed at it. I spoke to lots and lots of people and companies who were gracious enough to take me through, you know, all of the pain points they had. So I went in understanding that this wasn't going to be just an easy turn it on and people would use it. So we had, you know, we had some great collaboration from other companies and, you know, some detailed discussions on, on what hadn't worked and how they thought it, it would work. And the, the vendor sat pretty closely with us throughout the process as well. So um, the knowledge sharing was great. It helped us tremendously. The biggest thing was, was, was this, listen to, the, listen to the needs of the business, but this has got to be almost sold top down, you know, board, uh, board down because if our leaders, like our CEO has been, you know, great. She's, she's, Deborah's jumped on that and makes regular comments as of a whole leadership team. People are interested in seeing in the most in what their bosses are up to and, you know, a little, a little snippet into their day. 
um, as well as key information points that they want to put out there. So it's been, once we sold top down, uh, it helped us gain momentum. So I went into a lot of our, um, our presidents and leadership uh, council meetings and said, um, I need to create a profile. Here is, here is where we see the future of you know, social media, and we know, it's a, we know it's a scary word for some, but look, you know, we went through a really good, I guess, internal pitch deck and said, here's where we think the benefits are, and here's where we can, we can have you connect with your workforce um, and, and, and colleagues in ways that you wouldn't have connected previously, especially across the geographic um, boundaries again. So I said, I need you to put one post out a week is my ask for you. And it could be about anything. Even, you know, we've had pictures of folks on planes and business trips and, you know, comments around some of the charity work they're doing and just, just, just general stuff that's, uh, that's, you know, somewhat personal and, 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 and geared with a slant towards, you know, the, the business and what the business would be interested in. So that helps. Top down, I would say, is huge. And then what we do that is different from this pro- project, I would say, I've now formed in all of my project delivery groups something called an engagement team. And that's been one of the most, um, one of the biggest successes, I think, from a team perspective that, that, I, that I've enjoyed uh, because historically IT are not great at delivering projects. They'll get the technology out there, but there's no real, there's not a real warm and fuzzy generated around it. People are like, why do I need it? Why have I got to, you know, they're just not engaged correctly. So what we did was we took a real, you know, a much softer approach with working with marketing communications internally and then really starting to publicize and drive, um, drive campaigns out internally as to what we were deploying. And not only say, this is what you've got to use, but hey, look, this is what, this is what you could do with, this, with these tools like Box, like Salesforce, and you don't have to use it, but here's, you know, here's what you could gain from it. And you know, once again, with just putting this stuff out there, under the premise of you don't have to use it, it, it kind of starts to sell itself. The most successful products are products that people want to use because they instantly see, hey, it's intuitive. There's minimal uptime on, on getting to understand this product. And look at all these benefits I get to see, uh, you know, to, to, to see in my workflow through the use of it. So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, oh, that definitely is. Based on, on projects like that, um, it, it seems like you and, and your, your team, um, there's, there's certainly like an attitude of, of not being afraid to kind of push the boundaries. And, and how important do you think that is for CIOs now in, in, this, in, this, in the industry right now? I think it's, it's never been more important. It, it's that, that pivotal point you know, I keep referring to. It's just, it, I feel like this tipping point, we're about to, we're moving away from the, uh, the IT is just you know, glorified email and scheduling and we're moving into people expect to forge a relationship through technology now and and enhance and assist with you know with with their day as intuitively as possible so it's it's our job to to put these new features out and to push the boundaries and i guess not to be left behind i think the the operational efficiencies that we can we can help with through the technology is just is huge and and folks are expecting it these days. So I, I think it gives us an edge if we have great tools available to our um, to our OMA customer, the patient, right? So they can they'll be able to see their enriched uh, records and and scans and have dialogue with their um, with their provider as well as you know it'd be easy to contact them. The days of picking up the phone, trying to find an appointment, waiting in an office. I mean they're they're I think they're fast 
approaching uh, the end to an extent because there's so many better ways to, to take care of that stuff. Um, you know, with, with telehealth and, a, and, a, and another bunch of groups that, that we run, there's just some, there's just some amazing uh, technologies that are, that are changing the game entirely. Um, and internally, as you mentioned, yeah, I think our groups are set up to not be scared to fail. We know that if we're going to if we're going to go out with with several big big bang initiatives, sometimes the you know some of those initiatives won't always stick. So I think it's about um, understanding to uh, that you can take failures along the way, and that you know fail fast and get on with the next get on with the next win. So I think we're not adverse to that. I think our culture is 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 tolerant and expect failure to an extent because without that you, you just can't you can't progress so remove the boundaries of fear hire great people and 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 let them get on with it so i think that's what we're what we've been successful at thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com to hear other podcasts visit our website or subscribe to our account in itunes at healthsystemcio.com podcast